0: Oh fun fact so I had an Amazon delivery yesterday um and whilst I was out and uh got the email through saying we've left your um like your parcel's been delivered, blah blah. Um it's been left at reception. Um which was news to me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd answered the um answer the door with like a clipboard and like yeah. secretary glasses on. Um but yeah, it turns out reception is just wedged under the door. Okay. Good, good for them. Yeah. I had someone
1: leave uh, four boxes of flour uh, the other day. Excellent. Um, which wasn't for this address. Oh. Like, oh, so this is your. And then when you walk off, it's like, no, this is for, this is for like 50 something. This isn't here. It's like, I was like, oh, well, I have got one, something for you. Um, and came back with like an ASOS parcel. Uh, and it's like, this looks nothing. Very similar. Nothing like what you just tried to leave. You tried to leave me <laughs> kilos of flour. Um, but, uh, it was quite romantic because I've never been given flowers before.
0: Very nice. Yes. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast.
1: For this. Welcome to the podcast Nobody Asked For, with me, Ian Harris. Me, Graham Jones. And this week, in uh I was about to say in memory of that's not how that phrasing works at all. Hopefully not. In in honour of the fact once we finish recording, we are off to Tottenham to watch the NFL. We're talking about fictional sports events
0: we would want to attend. Yes. And um probably, given given the state of the two teams we're watching, probably I'd more like to attend these than watching the Jags versus Miami. <laughs> I am really looking forward to seeing
1: Tonga Valua. I'm not going to lie. It's the main reason I'm going, which means he's either going to be shit
0: or injured. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, it's, it's the opportunity to see an NFL game for the first time and obviously we missed out on them last year. So looking forward to that.
1: Oh, it's longer for me. I haven't been in fucking ages.
0: Yeah, to be fair, I, I didn't go the year before. So I think it's a good, this will be like three years without a game. Yeah, Um, I I was kind of lucky because I was always
1: at work. I was known as like the NFL guy, Yeah, which meant when anyone had a spare ticket, I would just get emails saying, hey, you like NFL, right? (laughs) I've got the spare tickets to this game. So I personally haven't bought myself a ticket in like five years. Nice. But I kept because they kept because they obviously sell out so quickly. Yeah, Yeah. But then I kept getting to get tickets from friends. I
0: was like, yes.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. Looking forward, to, I'm looking forward to seeing the stadium, because I was meant to go there for Watford Tottenham, but I was too, ill, so didn't go, but um, I'm not looking forward to the journey, because despite building an amazing £1 billion stadium, uh, they've built it in the arse end of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, so if you hear typing noises in the
1: background, it's us trying to figure out how we're going to get there. Yeah, especially with the Met line being down, which is always fun. Yeah, the Met line. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... Is it planned? Oh. Um Yes, Tottenham is uh yeah, our our sake to get to. But it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to uh live sport. I hadn't thought that that you've double headed it this weekend. Yeah, we won't talk about yesterday. We don't have to talk about yesterday. <laughs> I, I, I played yesterday and we're not gonna talk about that either. So what is the if we're if we're going fictional sports events we want to attend, yeah, what's the best sport event you've attended?
0: Um oh it's it's a toss up between that Watford goal yeah. that the playoff semi- oh uh, no, no sorry it wasn't yeah playoff semi-final against Leicester or the FA Cup semi-final against Wolves uh when we were losing 2-0 and came back to win 3-2 in injury time that game i nearly choked on some chewing gum celebrating a goal uh nice. that stays in your system for a very long time well I mean if I choked on it it probably wouldn't have stayed in my system that long because I oh, imagine at that the true. autopsy they'd have probably taken it out oh yeah probably
1: <laughs> oh, it's another Watford related
0: <laughs> but yeah they're probably the main two that stick out as in like most memorable events and then I don't know like I went to I've been, to a couple, been fortunate enough to go to a couple of like I've seen the Knicks at Madison Square Garden which was fun but they were shit saw the Red Sox at Fenway which was fun, but also baseball is, you know, is not the most exciting of sports. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say, yeah, definitely one of those two Watford games. How about you? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you um, you you have the advantage that you support a local enough team. I I I see the rugby team I support annually. Yeah. Because uh, they're based two hundred miles away, <laughs> which which is tough to to go out. So, Leinster-Scarlet semi-final in 2016. Um, Leinster had never lost a playoff game at home. And a team that had been red carded and went down to 14 had never won a playoff game before. And we did both. Nice. Which was great. Uh, Went to, dragged a friend of ours to um, Dublin to watch it. And he decided to support Leinster. And that meant Leinster lost. Because a friend of the podcast, Dan, isn't very lucky with picking teams. No, but that was fun, and the atmosphere at rugby games is always uh, always a laugh.
0: Yeah, I've not. Yeah, I've not been to a huge amount. I've been to a few. I do yeah. like the do like rugby game. I mean, the the, the main benefit of a rugby game is that you can just have a beer in the stands. Oh yeah. I still yeah. don't know what's going on most of the time, but I have a beer. Yeah. Neither, <laughs> neither neither do I. And then uh, I saw
1: Giants Falcons at MetLife. I was going to say when I was in New York, but obviously. Well, no, technically it uh, was well when well, you were in New Jersey. Jersey yeah, but <laughs> someone missed a snap count. Um, I think it was Eli Manning. And the entire stadium, like, collectively sighed. Like, it was, it was a collective sigh so sighful that
0: my ears popped. Yeah, but he, beat, he, he won them two Super Bowls against the Patriots, so you can't complain too much. Yeah, true, true. But, yeah, I mean, like, I'll, I'll also address this now. Um
1: the fictional sports events I would actually want to attend is the 2011 Rugby World Cup Final between Wales and New Zealand. Because uh, <laughs> in the semi-final, Wales lost 9-8 to France after being a man down for the vast majority of the game. And it definitely wasn't a red card, and I'm going to cling to that until... Uh, if if on, my, on my deathbed, when I'm struggling to remember anything else, I will still remember <laughs> that non-red card. Um, and we, I strongly believe, we would have beaten New Zealand because New Zealand only beat France eight seven in the final.
0: It was a very low scoring game. Yeah,
1: it was really fucking because France, as soon as they went up, just shut like shut it down. Yeah, and it was really really annoying. And then yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. One I'm not day. bitter. Maybe one day. One day, once you've once you've strangled enough seagulls. One oh god, so many seagulls. <laughs>
1: But we've got New Zealand again at Halloween, and I'm slowly trying to convince myself that that's a game we can win. We'll be fine. We haven't beaten New Zealand since um, Winston Churchill was Prime Minister, but the second time...
0: You know. The second time Winston Churchill was Prime the second Minister. Second time Winston
1: Churchill was Prime Minister. And yeah, I once found a list of things that, like, I don't think the duvet had been in rent- invented since. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> I like the way you say, when you say that you, Wales have got New Zealand at Halloween, it makes it sound like Halloween is like the, the rugby tournament.
1: I've watched that. Like uh, like the, the Monster Squad version of uh, rugby. It'll yeah. All oh, good. Sport. All that shit. Yeah. And obviously, in preparation for this, I've been watching nothing but sports movies for about two weeks.
0: Excellent. I, on the other hand, realised in trying to, and you'll see from my picks uh, in trying to watch this, I think I've been maybe seen about five sports movies in my life.
1: I, I believe I watched that many this week.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If there's just something <laughs> that's, that's a
1: really weird brag. Is, well, I've watched loads of sports movies. Yeah. so,
0: man. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's just I don't. I think they just don't necessarily appeal to me massive i think i quite enjoy i like and enjoy a sports documentary yeah but um i guess the the very nature of a sporting event is that it is unscripted I and so you never watch wrestlemania <laughs> That's sports entertainment that's not sports therefore the scripted nature of a sports movie i guess kind of is where the barrier is for me. But this, I don't even know if that's necessarily a conscious barrier or it's just something that I've, I just, because true,
1: true. I, I, I would agree with that. If a sports movie was literally just like the game, yeah, because that I, that would be shit. Yeah, this, watching watching just going and watch like a fictional Super Bowl and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing outside of just what would
0: usually be shown on TV. Yeah, this is true. Although you know you might get to see the Vikings if it was a fictional oh, Super Bowl. Oh,
1: that's true. <laughs> it's one one day, one day a team I support will be successful. Scarlets were successful. 2016 that's great. Yeah, good times. And that that was really it. Six Nations. We've done Six Nations. Those are fun. Vikings got to the championship game, and then we got just kind of bent over and had things done to us.
0: <laughs> Yay. Nick Foles. Woo. Good old Nick Foles.
1: On that note, do you have a movie recommendation nobody asked for? Do.
0: So... What tenuous link is it going to be this time? It's, to be fair, probably my least tenuous recommendation thus far. Uh, this is a... I, basically, it's a sports movie that's not a sports movie um and probably it's not Harry Potter again <laughs> yeah quidditch <Quillage. laughs> yes. Pro- i'd say probably one of the best sports movies going and that is um let me check when it came out 2011's moneyball nice so moneyball is obviously the Brad Pitt Jonah Hill movie it's based on a real story about the Oakland A's and how they basically turned to statistics to build a phenomenal baseball team on a shoestring budget and i guess arguably the the reality of everything that happened kind of had a far-reaching impact on sports in general but it it benefited richer teams more than it actually ended up benefiting them right yeah in the long run because i guess well it's the same with everything right like the minute the minute technology comes into place initially if you're an early adopter you're going to get a boost but also at some point that technology becomes a commodity everyone has access and it levels the playing field again and then you get an advantage if you have more money and can invest more in the technology. So in rugby it's less
1: technology and more so Japan kind of
0: less technology and more Japan.
1: More Japan (laughs) so Japan pioneered a way of playing which basically helps level out the fact that their players are never as big as like New Zealand, Australia, or anything like that. Right. So they, um, yeah, pioneered this new way of playing, which took advantage more of speed and match-ups and things like that. And they were really successful. But now every team does that. Yeah. And it means that it's not as big an advantage anymore when you've got the bigger teams lining up exactly the same way.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting as well, because it's when, like, when you then bring in, so, like, technology has obviously changed sport a lot in the last 20, 30 years like, sports science side of things, like nutrition, psychology, recovery. Like, if you look at, like, I mean, I the, like, golden era of the Premier League is probably, like, the yeah. early 90s. Yeah. And there's a lot of phenomenal players back then. But if you probably, if you put any of them into, like, a modern-day team now, they'd probably be terrible because their recovery is terrible, their diet's terrible. So, so there was a, I was listening to a great podcast on that
1: where i think i sent you um they recommended a ted talk that i think i sent you it may so, well have done um with like athletics and stuff there's obviously a huge debate on whether like usain bolt is the best ever or how he would have lined up against like jesse owens and stuff like that yeah so jesse owens when he was racing you didn't have blocks you dug holes i remember you saying yeah, yeah. so like the and now the track is a bit springier. and your boots are different and things like that and with with football it's not just the conditioning it's the equipment they would have had would have been massively different as well the old like
0: it's it's insane the old leather balls and stuff that used to weigh a ton whereas now it's like light as anything and they swerve through the air Mm. yeah it's interesting and i think moneyball just really highlights at least from the technology side and um It's not as boring as it sounds. It is a sports movie about statistics, but it's done in a really interesting way. Um, It's a classic plucky underdog story as well. And I guess the fact that it's rooted in reality is quite interesting. I guess it's a biopic.
1: And as ardent fantasy football players, there's nothing we love more (laughs) than the combination of sports and statistics. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Although... I I will say this this season I am probably spending the least amount of time on my fantasy football team that I have in a long time and doing the best so there's something to be said for not overthinking things oh yeah I mean the
1: the problem I'm having with fantasy football is uh, my team is shit which doesn't (laughs) that
0: that is always a disadvantage
1: my the players who are healthier shit and the players who are brilliant are all injured yeah so not not being the best year, but it'll be all right. Will be that'll be a fun episode if uh, I do lose. Um, <laughs> so if if you if you aren't a fan of uh, admin and statistics, yeah, is there any other film you could recommend?
0: So um, obviously, um, thinking of sports, um, maybe we should watch a film set in a country where the um, the national sport is uh, is obviously it's bandy. Um, oh yeah. yeah. so bandy is a team winter sport played on ice in which skaters used to use sticks to direct a bandy ball into the opposing team's goal uh, the sport is considered a form of hockey and has a common background with ice hockey and field hockey um, I'm of course talking about Sweden <laughs> and they may have some trouble playing bandy in midsummer because that <laughs> is not winter, however it's a great film, you should watch it if you've not watched it yet, you're watching midsummer stick it in, press play Watch Midsummer. Watch Pew's great. There's bears. There's blood eagles. Face smashing. Watch Midsummer. Bears versus the blood Eagles sounds like a banty game. <laughs> it does. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's maybe that is the yeah. hidden meaning behind Midsummer. Yeah. So I mean, if there's one thing I've learned, that bears and blood eagles lend themselves to
1: the names of a lot of different things. It pubs, sports it would... teams. <laughs> yeah. I I would love if like the sequel to Midsummer would be called Midwinter and it is just a sports movie.
0: Yeah. It's a it's a plucky underdog bandy movie where the Haga, because they used to live in you know they, or they do everything at midsummer and it's kind of like a not to not to preempt something that we'll talk about later kind of like a Cool Runnings thing but with the Haga. sold <laughs> done <laughs> uh,
1: and and on that note then it is time to dive into the murky world of top three lists it is so uh, first choice is mine and. Obviously, we're going to start off this sports section with a bit of history. For I, I'm not going to be dramatic about that. I have a history degree. Ain't that great? So. So what? Yeah. When did that happen? Um, when, when, I don't want to think about that because it makes me sad. <laughs> uh, so in 1987... That's when you got your history degree. Yeah, 1987. Wow, well Um, done. You have to get history degrees in the past. (laughs) (laughs) It it doesn't work otherwise. Congrats. So uh, in 1987, there was an NFL player strike that lasted for three games. So there's a really interesting, speaking of sports documentaries, there was a very interesting 30 for 30 on it called Year of the Scab. So to cut a long story short, free agency in the NFL wasn't actually a thing. So at the time, you had to compensate a player's former team if you wanted to sign someone.
0: What, so, so basically, modern-day like football transfers. Kind,
1: kind of, yeah. But the other team could turn around. Like, but with football, if your contract runs out, yeah, you're no longer assigned to that team. Yeah. yeah. So in NFL, that wasn't the case. You were, oh, okay. Your rights were forever assigned to that team unless they let you go. So it meant that it hugely limited, like, movement and salaries and things like that. Yeah. The Washington football team were one of the... Who who weren't called that at the time. We'll flag that now. But I'm going to be referring to them as the Washington football team. So the Washington football team were one of the only teams to not have anybody cross the picket line. So instead, they had a team of replacement players. So their long snapper was a teacher. Uh, They had a defensive back called Skip Lane, who was in finance. (laughs) They had a right tackle who was a security guard. Um, Their backup quarterback, Tony Robinson, um, not that Tony Robinson, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, who would become their starting quarterback after the main guy went down, um, had come from a halfway house because he'd just been released from prison. Wonderful. So the team became known as the Scabskins, and they're most famous for they won all of the games which was a big thing of getting them into the playoffs that year, and they won the Super Bowl. Or, well, Washington won the Super Bowl. And the Scabskins ended up beating the Dallas Cowboys, who had a load of players cross the picket line. So you had this team of replacement players beat a near full-strength NFL team, yeah, which is just fucking insane. Um, and it took Washington 30 years to kind of officially acknowledge that they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl without them. Because none of the players got Super Bowl rings or anything like that.
0: Why? I mean... Why? Because um, oh, Actually, the Washington um, owners have always been a piece of shit, haven't they? I re- seem to remember reading that they were... There was a whole thing about... Because there was... I, I didn't realise this until I was digging into some stuff. I don't know if it was for an episode or something, a while ago, but there was this whole thing around... Um, banned uh, black players from the NFL for a while. Hmm. And I've got a feeling, and I may be wrong, but I've got a feeling it was one of the... It was kind of, like, led by a few of the owners. And, yeah, it sounds like it, there was some that, like, basically didn't let them back in, even though yeah. the ban had been, yeah, like... Yeah, that's... If you had to... If I had to name a team I thought would do that, it would probably be Washington. Yeah, it was... It was. I'll have to find the article and send it to you. It was really interesting. It was basically about... um a, a player that had all of these crazy records but they yeah. were expunged because of the ban. Oh shit. And had and I think have only recently been like re-acknowledged.
1: Oh, I think I, I may have I sent it I to I think I remember you. reading
0: that, yeah. Yeah. But
1: send it to me anyway, because I I want to read that. Um but yeah they only I, I think part of it is obviously having kind of these scabs would have pissed off the players who were striking. Right. So I don't know if that was factored into it, but it is still bullshit because so the Giants were the defending Super Bowl champions and they lost the majority. Well, I think they lost all of their um, replacement games. Yeah. So I don't think they made the playoffs. Okay. So basically Washington realized how important these three games would be. So quite a bit in advance, were building this team together. And it's fascinating. Like I said, so the documentary is called Year of the Scab. It is well worth watching, but... You know, you know one thing that Washington didn't have. Keanu Reeves. So, I would like tickets to see the Washington Sentinels' replacement players take on the Dallas Ropers, which is the final game in the two thousand movie, The Replacements. You finally
0: f- managed to find out what the Dallas team finally found.
1: <laughs> it's they so. Obviously, the NFL didn't want to be uh, associated with a movie that makes a romantic comedy out of the player's stroke. Yeah. So all of the teams are generally just referred to by the city. Yeah. Uh, I found one website that referred to them as the Dallas Ropers, and I'm going with it. Otherwise, my notes still say the Dallas Dallases. <laughs> uh, so The Replacements is great. It is an absolutely nothing of a film, but it is just really fun. It's exactly the same thing. It's basically... Uh, fictionalized account of this player's strike and we follow the washington sentinels as they piece together this replacement team and how that replacement team plays so the sentinels uh of which i own a jersey because that is the kind of bastard i am so they have keanu reeves um, as shane Valco, who is a left-handed ohio quarterback who fell off the grid after choking during the sugar bowl he put so much because it's Keanu Reeves. He put so much effort into training that the Baltimore Ravens offered him
0: a uh, tryout after the game, which I think is just fucking funny. I mean, given that we've won Super Bowls with Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco, we probably could have done I it. I think you won Reeves. it that year. It was at the Trent so, Dilfer year. Yeah, so nice. I think the
1: the year you offered him a tryout is <laughs> yeah. the year you guys won the Super Bowl, which. So, there is some kind, there is an alternate world somewhere where yeah, Keanu, Keanu Reeves is. led the Ravens to a Super Bowl. It has a Super Bowl, right? There we go. That That is the actual fictionalized sport event I want to see. <laughs> Their O line consists of a sumo wrestler and two brothers who were bouncers for a rapper. They have an ordained minister at running back. John Favreau plays a police officer on a DC SWAT team who now plays linebacker. They have a deft tight end, a cornerback who was in prison for assaulting a police officer. And most importantly, they have Reese Iffens who plays Nigel the Leg Gruff, who is a Cardiff-based landlord and football player who can kick a ball the entire length of a football field. (laughs) One of the games they win because of how good he is at being a kicker. Yeah. So they clearly picked a number that was super impressive. And that number was 65 yards. (laughs) Uh, So at the time, the record for a field goal was 63 yards, which was Matt Prater. Um, Do you want to finish that sentence?
0: Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. So (laughs)
1: recently, uh, what, end of September?
0: Yeah, it was the Lions game, I think, maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, so Justin Tucker kicked a 66-yard field goal, which is fucking insane. Oh, it was... I was having this conversation uh, the other day that our three... It, we had, we've had three wins this season that were all on, like... So you had the Lions game with a 66-yard field goal. Yeah. You had the Kansas City game, which was just before the end, like the final winning drive. And then you had the game last week against the Colts, which went into overtime with a ridiculous like yeah. rally at the end. All of our games have been like heart and mouth, which great for a neutral, but not much fun for a fan. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings have been
1: similar, but we have been on
0: the losing end of it
1: two or three times,
0: <laughs> which is nice. Yeah, it's more, it's more missed 30-yard field goals than made 66 yard yeah. field goals. Yeah.
1: Well, I've got, because I'm, a as a Wales fan and a Vikings fan, not, not so much Scarlet's, but definitely Wales and Vikings, it means I'm very good figuring out very very quickly whether it's possible to lose a game by one point <laughs> like almost immediately yeah. like i can tell you what it would take for that team this is going to happen yeah it's like well this is just how it this is how it works so in the movie the entire dallas team crosses the picket line and not just that but the sentinels original starting quarterback so not only do you get kind of the proper underdog story of the uh, a replacement team playing against a full strength Dallas team but you also get the added drama that ob- uh, to, to spoil the end of a very predictable film that came out 21 years ago Shane Valco comes back and plays the second half and they win the game Yeah. so not only would you get the added drama of the replacement team but you'd also then have the original quarterback getting benched and the replacement guy coming back and carrying the team to victory. So it's everything you would want from a game. So it's a historic upset, it's a comeback, and it prominently features a Welshman. Also, yeah.
0: um, do you think it was... Um, I know they didn't... It wasn't the Super Bowl that they won in that. Was no, that... so it was, the end,
1: it was the, their last replacement game. Okay.
0: But do you think that there was some kind of, like... Because Falco... laco I mean, there's only one... Maybe. I mean, Keanu is basically was perhaps the, uh, the Harbinger. Harbing, Harbinger? He is the reason we got Joe Flacco. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> or uh, I do like the idea of the Atlanta
1: Valcos. <laughs> <laughs> but we, it made me think, just with um, obviously this whole replacement player thing, which non-NFL player would you want to play for the Ravens?
0: Ooh. Um... From any sport, any sport, Tyson Fury.
1: Oh, what 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 would you put him as? Like,
0: offensive
1: tackle. Oh, Jesus Christ! I like that. That is better than any answer I could have given. <laughs> we had uh, the Vikings had Brock Lesnar at one point. Oh, hey, really? Uh, in preseason, um, but then I think he he was coming back from. I think he had, he was in a car crash or something okay and i, I don't Is that think... like an elaborate wwe storyline <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah no i i like i like the idea of tyson fury i was trying to think of uh so i i would want someone like sam warburton or something or uh from welsh rugby because he's to make a, the sandwiches a, yeah he makes the bread yeah yeah um <laughs> but he's he's also a unit i just i could he would be a very good like linebacker I think. yeah but I'm not sure. I, yeah, I, I, Tyson Fury is a fucking great shout. Or like Eddie Hall or something like that. Get a proper strong man in at defensive end. Yeah. Someone who can deadlift a defensive tackle.
0: Yeah, or like Usain Bolt as a kick returner.
1: Yeah, that would work. They tried to do... So, Carlin Isles. So, Carlin Isles was a sprinter Yeah, who missed out on the Olympic team by like fractions of a second. Uh, so, he ended up playing rugby sevens. Okay. So oh, I think I remember you saying that. Yeah, he's about the this. quote quickest guy in rugby. Yeah. Unquote. to the point where it's um border borderline unfair. Uh, but he tried out for the Lions as kick returner, I think. Okay. Um, and then just went back to rugby.
0: Because there was also a strong uh, at one point a strong want to try and get David Beckham to be a kicker as well, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, David Beckham, Johnny Wilkinson. Uh, there was an English sprinter as well, I think, who went. Oh, really? Um, But I can't remember who. But There's been a lot of uh, cross-sport melding, and it never really seems to work. I think the most successful is uh, Eagles o
0: lineman I think, used to play rugby league. Okay. There was a woman at the Winter... uh, Sorry, not the Winter Olympics, at the Olympics this year, who I think won gold in... Boxing? Boxing. Welsh Welsh woman. Yeah, and and she previously won in, like... Was it like taekwondo or something? Or
1: she was uh, she was a football player. It was it football? Okay, she was, she was a football player, boxing, and I think now she's it's trying taekwondo else. or something like that. Yeah, it's
0: phenomenal. Um, um, I mean, yeah, it's hard enough for being like <laughs> vaguely competent at one sport, let alone being world class at multiple. Yeah, it's interesting with the NFL and like the, uh, all of these. Like I've not really known any other sports league that has this guy kind because of, one of the first seasons i watched nfl they had the referee strike yeah so you had replacement referees and it was dog shit because some yeah. of the calls just were in a sport where most things are reviewed by someone on film like it was it was just dreadful yeah so that uh the boxer
1: is lauren price Mm. Um, so she's a boxer and she's a former kickboxer oh, okay. and footballer. Right. Okay. There you go. But from your point on the referee strike, like, uh, like to be fair, the actual replacement games were kind of laughably dull, but not in the replacements, and that is why I would want to see it because I'd also get to see Dallas be, even if it is a fictional Dallas, yeah. get to see
0: Dallas get embarrassed. So I um, would like to go to actually and weirdly i was in this city in this year um but i would like to go to calgary in 1988 to watch the winter olympics
1: you were in calgary in
0: 1988 yep so i was i was born february 11th 1988 and i was taken to calgary when i was about six months old you said that like you were kidnapped.
1: <laughs>
0: I know it was with my parents. I was taken to <laughs> I Calgary. I was taken to Calgary. Yeah, it's just a weird heist movie. Um, no, I yeah, I was. Um, I've got family that lived at the time lived in Calgary. They're out in um, uh, Vancouver now. And no, sorry, not Vancouver, Victoria on Vancouver Island. And um, yeah, at the time they were in Calgary, and uh, apparently my parents thought it would be a good idea. To submit uh, the rest of the plane to a six-month-old child. Apparently, I was relatively okay. I've always liked flying, so maybe that was maybe it was just good to get early exposure. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, so I I would like to go here. I this actually took place uh, February the thirteenth, February the twenty-eighth, so two days after I was born. <laughs> um, so it may have
1: been a bit more tricky. Uh, so what you're saying is you would not have been eligible. <laughs> I would not have been
0: eligible. No, but I would have been at least able to watch. Not taking anything in. Anyway, this obviously isn't a fictional winter olympics, but the event that I would have wanted to go see was well, not a fictional event as such, but um Disneyfied. Disneyfied which was the uh we'll just call it what it's called. Call runnings. I cool runnings. go see cool runnings. Call, call it what it's called. Cool call it what it's uh-huh. called. Yeah. I, I... Definitely meant that on 4 hours sleep. Um <laughs> So
1: uh, I do I do like when you've had uh, you, you can tell people listening can
0: tell when you haven't slept because your voice gets really low. I I, what, I don't know, but I I didn't even drink yesterday. I, this isn't like a hangover voice. It's it, just uh, your tired your tired voice is very similar to your hangover voice. <laughs> I guess maybe because you're when just I'm kind I'm of very Barry Whiting time. it. Yeah. Am, yeah, I'm Barry Whiting it. So cool. Running <laughs> it. <laughs> I think I, I said this when I was on the when I was on the um, caged in podcast because yeah. Petros was quite ill. And his voice was, was uh, quite different. And it was the whole, like, it's the whole Phoebe thing in Friends. Yeah. And actually, you know, maybe if I want to maintain this, obviously not the same as Phoebe because she's always ill when she has it. So she has to, like, go around licking people's tissues and stuff. She needs to not sleep. And then I get a, a voice for radio. It works, yeah. <laughs> but it's not, yeah, it's, it's not a voice for
1: radio. It, it's like the 2 a.m. Uh, oh, yeah, show, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I'm... Let's take you home with some Motown hits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's run a deep bath of jazz. A deep bath of jazz would take forever because you wouldn't know when the water was coming out of the taps. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I found that so funny. Anyway, uh, so cool, cool, cool runnings. Cool runnings. Um, so I guess, I guess there's two reasons why I'd like to see this. One... Um, uh, you know i love a love a plucky underdog story i'm um, I'm a watford fan after all <laughs> um and two um you know aside from obviously i'd like to spend the time to go watch the uh the uh, heartwarming attempt at the bobslaying by the jamaican team um but also i'd be at the winter olympics the winter olympics is great there's fun sports like skiing and shooting things and um, uh, dancing to music on ice skates, which is... Uh, and actually, funny enough, I nearly picked um, uh I, as a film, yeah. uh, but thought it was a little bit too dark. Well, it's a little <laughs> bit too dark, and it's also its a little bit too accurate. Yeah.
1: there, There is a, there is enough difference <laughs> between cool runnings and what actually happened that I would happily
0: deem this fictional. Yeah, this is very true. Yeah, because it, it, I, Tonya would just be... That, but with Margot Robbie instead of the actual, uh, <laughs> yeah. The I actual mean, but also, skater. like
1: darker would be which sport event would you want to be? I would like to have been in the corridor
0: <laughs> when <And laughs> when Tonya Harding broke that girl's leg well, alleged, allegedly. Really. Allegedly, yeah. yeah, yeah, she allegedly allegedly hired to allegedly hired break uh, kneecap someone. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> as 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 i say as well. like the um, the Winter Olympics are great fun. Quite like a bit of um, this is a weird how emotions be making uh, curling. <laughs> yeah, uh, curling is yeah, yeah. fun. You know, bowls on ice with, do, 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 do you remember when collectively Britain became experts on curling? Yeah, because it was the one sport that we might win something yeah. in at the Olympics Yeah, or the Winter Olympics, sorry. I do love how quickly, uh, it always
1: happens with the Olympics, how quickly people think they know what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. Because you went from what is curling to oh, well, obviously they're, uh, they're brushing too hard on the left side there, <laughs> what they should have done was uh, use the momentum today. It's like, mate, you have no idea. No, you don't know how this works.
0: I'm really curious. I mean, it must make an impact because players do it. But I'm really curious as to how much of a difference the the brushing makes. And also, when did they like was curling everything pre-brushing, and then was someone like, "Oh, fuck, I'm gonna like run up with a fucking."
1: Yeah, it just uh, it, it, it I was gonna say it sounds made up, but all sport is made up because that's how things get invented. Yeah, but, society. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, swear, I, I, I love sport comments. My favourite one, which I say regularly without really thinking about it, is well, you know, like, you say, you're saying Bolt always slows down at the end. Like, if he just kept the speed up. yeah. Like who knows what he would get? It's like, okay, because clearly
0: it's that easy. <laughs> and, and I know more than he does about him running. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've seen you try to run 100 metres. You can run 100 metres? <laughs> that um... kind of looks great yeah any what any other i mean ob- obviously i don't know what the official name is but you know shooting and skiing is is one that i'd, I'd like alpine, to see. i think it's alpine skiing is it um, um. Any, anything else that you'd quite like? the skeleton always is is so crazy any, uh, yeah any of the thing because it, it all feels like
1: two people drunk trying to one-up each other yeah it's like all right <laughs> so we've got the bobsled it's like all right well i don't need four people i'm gonna do two-man bobsled It's yeah. like, all right well i'm gonna go down I'm gonna go down just on a fucking plank. All yeah. like, right, cool. I'm gonna go down on a plank head first. <laughs> how do you like that? How
0: do you like them apples?
1: Um, the ski jump. Big fan of the ski jump.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of Taron Edgerton.
1: Um, yeah, mainly because of Taron Edgerton, but it, it's also fucking terrifying. Oh I yeah, don't. there was uh like GoPro footage of it basically.
0: It's like no. Yeah, I'd quite. You don't. You don't realize how. It doesn't look as bit. It's, it's, I guess the scale of it on TV doesn't necessarily come across, does well, it?
1: It's also because you, because obviously they're jumping high. Yeah. But the ground is really fucking steep. So suddenly the ground disappears. So off of the actual floor,
0: there, it, it's insane. Do you remember talking about the ski jumping? Do you remember the ITV, when ITV were scraping the jump? The barrel of, yeah. Yeah, of uh, reality TV tv and they did the jump and it was a load of like c-list celebrities basically just breaking their legs all the time i was gonna say someone broke their leg <laughs> yeah and then the ones who did make it didn't jump that far because ski jumping is really difficult <laughs> yeah oh apparently even um beth beth tweddle the yeah. gymnast apparently took part in it and has taken took legal action against the makers of it um after this she sustained do you remember the
1: um when they did, there were two charity <laughs> boxing matches they used to do for, like, I think, Comic Relief or Sports Relief. Um, so it was like Ricky Gervais for Anthony Turner's husband. Oh, really? And I think Bob Mortimer was in it as well.
0: I'd love to watch Bob Mortimer.
1: I, I, to be fair, I watch Bob Mortimer do anything. Yeah. I did look into, uh, because I've watched so many Rocky films recently, I have Googled white-collar boxing. Yeah. So we'll uh, I'll keep you updated on what happens with that. I, I think <laughs> the the, uh, the answer to that is going to be my fiancé says, you're not
0: doing that. I mean I've let I've let you do rugby. <laughs> I'm not also letting you do boxing. You you really are after this broken nose, aren't you? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <That's laughs> um, a story.
1: But yeah, ski jumping and anything that takes place on a bobsled course,
0: I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um see so yeah, I think I'd um and obviously with the bobsled course is where it brings us back to the cool runnings uh Jamaica team. I just think, you know, anything that has this level of like the odds completely stacked against you but the kind of sheer will and enjoyment kind of pulling the team through obviously and actually one of the things i like about cool runnings is that it isn't a ridiculous disney ending yeah <laughs> but i s- mean it, it, it is it is but yeah they uh you know the whole like walking down you know carrying carrying the bobsled down because they're making sure that you know they they still finish after all the effort and everything they put in just just think it'd be, be fun to see. And then, you know, off to the ski jump afterwards. Yeah, and we could we get to
1: take part in cinema's greatest slow clap.
0: Yes, this is very true. Lucky eggs all round. I just think it'd be fun. Plus the song's great. Yeah, okay.
1: So we would go from Cool Runnings and the slow clap yeah. to watching Taron Egerton do the ski jump. Yeah. Because it's the same year. It's
0: it the same year? Yeah. So Eddie, <laughs>
1: Eddie, Eddie the Eagle was... The 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary. Excellent. Um, did you know you can still do the bobsled? So they've okay. still got the course in Calgary. Right. And you can, uh, it's now a tourist thing that you can go down it. Ah, oh, interesting. Because the, the majority of the speed you pick up in the first, like third. Right. So they just dump you down. Uh, okay. Uh, entrance further down. I'd, I'd quite like to give it a go. I'm sure I'd be 100%. terrible, but... Um... I, I don't think it's... I think it's very similar to, like, skydiving. Like, charity skydiving. Yeah. I don't think you have any control over what's happening. You're just in the boss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, someone professional's driving. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think they'll chuck you in at a uh, driver or brakeman or something. I, I think it's... Uh, that's less fun. <laughs>
0: not as,
1: yeah, not not as fun. I, I like that. I like that. Especially now we've combined it with Terran Edgerton. Yeah. I mean, what, what a day out. As previously mentioned on the podcast, with me getting the sport very, very wrong, uh, I am not a fan of basketball. Uh, and by that, I mean the closest I've come to actually watching basketball is Space Jam. Uh, I've also made the conscious decision to not get into baseball. Yeah. Because teams play 162 games a season. They're three hours a game. Generally start at 1am over here. Uh, and it's a game heavily based in statistics, which is so up my street that getting into baseball would literally ruin my life. It, I would spend... I spend enough time on sports shit already without throwing in that. <laughs> my life would become baseball, and I'm very aware of that.
0: Yeah, it's it's too much. I think I, I spoke about it before the, when I was at the uh, Los Angeles Angels game, and there was the woman, a uh, old woman sat in front of me. And she had this like big pad Mm. that basically had baseball diamonds. I don't know what she was like doing because I don't know enough about baseball to understand, but she had this big pad, like A3 size, and it had loads of baseball diamonds drawn on it and like spaces for notes and everything. And literally every single pitch she was making a note about whatever was happening. Oh, showing. I guess showing where people were on the bases and everything. And I guess she must just have reams and reams of these at home of like, all of the games she's been to, and oh, it's, no. it's crazy. I don't know if she works, maybe she's like, maybe she's opt-up for, for baseball. Well, that's the thing, like, <laughs> I laugh,
1: but that's 100% something I would basically end up doing. Like, it, it's I, I love the idea of it so much, I can't be a fan of it. Yeah. Um. However, I could 100% get behind some kind of hybrid of the two. So, say if Basketball and baseball got drunk in a bar one night and went home together. The offspring of that unholy union, I think I could be a fan of. I I think it would work. Um, Luckily, one of the men behind Airplane and the guys from South Park have our backs with this one, thanks to 1998's Basketball. Nice. So, Basketball is a movie about the fictional sport Basketball, which is based on a real-life game, Basketball, that director David Zucker created with his friends, and they used to play it in his driveway at home. And people now play Basketball in America. There's, I try to read through the rules of it, but it is kind of complicated because you need a good working knowledge of baseball and basketball, and I have neither. But the general idea in the film is that after American sport becomes rife with, like... Organized celebrations, yeah, and teams moving everywhere. So the idea is that kind of uh, because of all of this, American sport has become a lot less popular. And then basketball become comes along and becomes a sensation, yeah. And um, the whole idea is they're holding, you know, teams can't move, things like that. It's trying to bring back to sport what they felt sport was missing. Yeah. Um, the basketball movie, because I'm going to be saying basketball a lot in this section pioneered the use of the word derp. Okay. The first
0: recorded pop culture usage of derp was in basketball. So a uh, bit more history for you there. That's that's one for, the you know, that pub quiz question that you will never be asked. Yeah, unless I write it, which still means I'm not going to be asked it.
1: So I, like I said, I have no idea how basketball works. There's a garage, there's home plates. Uh, you're supposed to psych people out, which is a concept I can understand. So when they're taking their basketball yeah shot you can try to put them off and that's where a lot of the humor from the film
0: comes from it's quite interesting because that's um that's like a massive thing in cricket isn't it it's called sledging i think yeah. and in a sport that is generally seen as kind of i guess fairly tame and proper yeah. it's quite interesting to hear like i think um like phil tufnell who is obviously one of the more um, eccentric uh, cricketers of the last thirty odd years, or however long he played ago, uh, it's just when you hear about some of the things yeah. that people have said to each other. Let me see if I can find.
1: Um... Well, we 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 do it a lot with. So during preseason, uh, one of kind of the training games we play is rugby tennis. Right. So basically, you're on two sides of uh, a pitch. And you're kicking the ball one to the other. And it's kind of like dodgeball rules. Yeah. Where if you if you don't catch it, the nearest person is out. If you catch it, someone can come back in. Yeah. And we just do the psych outs the whole time. And every single one I do is from basketball, which is also then great because one person will laugh. It's like oh, that's a like just shouting Steve Perry really loudly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so um, I'm. Uh, I, they're probably not as funny if you don't know. I, I mean, I don't know a huge amount about cricket, so um, they're probably. Uh, yeah, we'll leave these because I'm sure they're hilarious to our cricket listening fans, but I don't get them. That's but funny. it's just inter- Yeah, it's interesting that such a like I guess a, a genial British sport is um, is one of the major parts of it is just trying to psych each other out by being really rude to each other. Yeah,
1: was it Shannon Sharp? in the NFL,
0: started reciting
1: the mobile number of someone else, uh, his opponent's... Um, girlfriend? Girlfriend. Yeah. Which is slowly all he did. I and mean, I think the guy ended up getting ejected. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so another uh, big thing with basketball is that it, it allows people with bad knees and bad backs to compete with people on steroids. <laughs> so it is uh, like a complete level playing field of a sport. And obviously, as a, as a rugby player, I like the idea... That there's uh, different different people and different builds can all take part in the same thing.
0: Well, I mean, no, no, nowhere do we see this more than in the NFL with um, yeah the famous uh, DK Metcalf standing next to Rodrigo Blankenship picture. God, yeah. <laughs> well, I was
1: I was uh, I was talking about this the other day. Um, the whole Kyler Murray to Rondell Moore is the shortest combined height of a quarterback and a wide receiver and it's been very effective this season so (laughs) far but i also love that that's a statistic people can call to yeah because american sport loves their
0: stats oh and it's like oh yeah this is the first time this has ever happened on a tuesday in Hmm. september when it's been 39 degrees and the rain has been coming in from the east
1: yeah yeah it's (laughs) uh it's both grating and hilarious um so the main reason I want to go to a basketball game um, and specifically the Denslow Cup final is entirely the atmosphere. So the Denslow Cup final was against the Milwaukee Beers right. and the Dallas Felons, which is an incredible joke because the Dallas team are all uh, criminals. And can you imagine the party atmosphere at a championship game for a team called the Beers?
0: I mean, it, it's, it's um yeah,
1: it takes yeah. care of itself, doesn't it? Yeah, so their mascot is a beer keg.
0: They wear foam heads and they play at Beer's Garden. Just a slight segue on mascots. Uh, so th- there's some great mascots out there. you got Gritty for the, mm. is it the Philadelphia Flyers, I want to say? I think so. Um, but you also have some really shit ones. And in... Let me just double check. I don't even... He might even be the same... He might even still be their mascot. So it's West Brom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so West Bromwich Albion. They had a... In 2018, they were sponsored, I believe, by a boiler firm. Um, I don't know which one because yeah, the article's on the BBC and they won't tell us. Um, but... Uh, so their new mascot was just a combi boiler. <laughs> that is fucking awful. <laughs> is that real? That's real. Oh wow. Wow. It is a combi boiler. Impressive. Um, so yeah. Um mascots can be great like uh, like a beer keg or it is um it is literally just a combi boiler. There's a good good bit of con- uh, potential conversation here between fans uh, what's your mascot then oh ours is a fox so yeah we've got a tiger lion you oh ours is just a combi <laughs> boiler with legs um and there's a nice picture here of said combi boiler playing football with the mascots before the game <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite mascot thing is still the peewee football
1: players versus mascots oh it's great and they so, completely take them out yeah so it is one of the most brutal America football games I've ever seen it is literally kids against a team of mascots and the mascots hold no quarter.
0: No, it's basically um, all the mascots of Boris Johnson versus that little Japanese fella yes, playing, exactly. uh, playing rugby. You know,
1: Christopher McCaffrey played in that, one of those games.
0: Really? Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, of course, he did. Um, I assume he didn't get through the whole thing without getting injured. Though. Probably not, no. Sorry, I know that's a sore, yeah. sore subject. Very, very, very. But
1: at least I've got tuba got good old Tuba Hubbard yeah um, what this is we're very aware this idle fantasy banter is only really appealing to Graham and I but it's our <laughs> podcast so yeah Their mascots of beer keg there's a half time show that involves a lagoon of peace and obviously the <laughs> Malacca malakalaka ballot board of trust <laughs> um, so I just think there's there, there's a lot there like it, it seems like quite a fun game to watch again they're called the beers yeah and I can get behind that um, it made me think of. Well, actually, before I get to that, so like I said, they're playing the Dallas Felons, mm. and some of the other team names in basketball are equally incredible. We have the Oakland Bandits, right? The Denver Cavemen, the Toronto Sorries, <laughs> and the, the Los Angeles Riots. Excellent. Um, so I had a look through like other sports teams names to see kind of what else is out there. Yeah. Um obviously we have the Minnesota Vikings, which I think is an underrated badass name. Yeah. Um you also have the South Dakota Mines Hard Rockers. Okay. I then looked into some more fictional names. Yeah. So obviously the South Central Louisiana State Mud Dogs from Waterboy. Uh the Raccoon Sharks, which sounds like an animal. Yeah. But it's actually from Resident Evil. Okay. Um, City, the Liberty yeah. City Wrath, okay. which is from GTA. Uh, and also, a shout out to, I think, legitimately, my favorite team name is a local football team from Ikenham called the Ikenhams. Yeah, it's the strong, strong name. And they have pig branding, and it is legitimately one of the best puns I've ever heard. I think now they're officially the Ikenham Hams due to the FA being wankers, but for me they'll forever be the ickin hams but yeah i fucking love basketball the film it's one of those films where i'm not sure if it's actually good but i laugh the whole way through
0: yeah but i i think it's it's that kind of stupid yeah. right like it's that's kind of what it's meant to be
1: yeah, exactly. And and speaking of stupid, uh, Trey Park and Matt Stone agreed to do basketball, again, 1998. Yeah. Uh, because they assumed South Park would have been cancelled by then. <laughs> South Park is still going and they've just signed up for something like 20 films or something like that. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I want to go see the beers because why wouldn't you? Obviously, so far, we've really focused in on um, kind of high profile um, professional sporting events in movies and I think there's something to be said for you know grassroots sports um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know getting together with your friends even if it's not a competitive game you know maybe just uh, maybe kicking the football around tossing the rugby ball donning your tuxedos and playing a bit <laughs> of American football um, I of course would love to meet up and I, this is a participation thing I Want to meet up with Johnny, Mark, Denny, Peter, the psychologist, <laughs> put our tuxedos on, and um and just tossed the rock around in an alleyway for a bit. I'm of course referring to uh the wonderful football tuxedo scene from the Room, the masterpiece by Tommy Wiseau. Um, I had to, I, I, the, the, the most amount of time I spent looking into this film uh, sorry into this scene was trying to figure out who the play- who, who it was that wasn't mark johnny or denny yeah. Um, yeah. because i remember there being a fourth person and couldn't work out who it was and re- obviously it's peter the psychologist i, I can't remember
1: <laughs> which way round it is but i'm fairly sure somebody dropped out of filming halfway through right and then they replaced him it was either peter the psychologist
0: pulled out yeah. Or they replace that guy with Peter the Psychologist. <laughs> it's yeah, it's um it's it's something else. But yeah, I mean I think uh it does literally just it is just four men in Tuxedo's playing football. Like there's there's no narrative to this. Nothing is said in the scene, uh really, or occurs that has any impact on any of the plot, and then it just really abruptly ends and they go back to uh johnny's apartment because peter trips over <laughs> um it's it it happens as quickly as it finishes but i think it you know it really it really speaks to um how sport can bring people together in times of uh and also spot you know in in a lot of these things we're talking about it's the big it's the big games it's the um it's the pressure it's the high level athleticism of professional athletes but you know sport at the end of the day is just something that can bring us all together as pals what you know if if you were to um if if you were in the room and where where it happens yeah the room where it happened uh, if you were if you had let's say and stay with me here you are Tommy Wiseau okay <laughs> um you've written you've written the room yep and Instead of football tuxedos, football in tuxedos, you are writing a scene where we play sport in attire. What are you going for?
1: Uh, I'm going to go for uh, hockey. Yeah, in Lederhosen. <laughs> because there is uh, my my favorite sport kit ever. Is like
0: I, I think the uh, Munich. Hockey, a, ice hockey team?: Right. it was in a waste was it in a waist? Like a it, chain it, strip or something? It was like a one-off yeah. thing that
1: they wore occasionally. I think, I think they wore it during October, right, and it was it was done like it was lederhosen.
0: Hosen. Yeah, I, like, I can get behind that. Yeah Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. And you know the fun thing about that, it would have made exactly as much sense in the context yeah. of the room as tuxedo football. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we've been talking about getting people together for some touch football. For quite a while now. Yeah, I think we should uh, do it in suits. Maybe that's maybe that is why we've not been able to get enough people together. We just lacked the formality of tuxedos.
1: Yeah, so like maybe not like we'll. we'll, we'll so I did a 5k in a suit once, mm. um, which was uh, really weird because I was hungover and I got a personal best. So for a long time, my personal best for a 5k was done hungover in a suit. Nice. One of the guys did it in a turtleneck, which he says is the worst decision he's ever made. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, no, fuck it. But yeah, we we so we charity shop it. Yeah, get a cheap suit, and then we play football. Yeah, That'll work. Yeah, I think so. Plus,
0: also the suits are going to get ripped to shreds, and that's yeah also fun. And so obviously, um, with it being a scene in a movie that had no relevance, didn't drive the plot forward, and made absolutely no sense, um, Tommy Wiseau got a lot of questions about hey tommy why um so he addressed it on the q a Q&A segment uh, that's on the dvd release and rather than ex- rather than explaining the scene wiseau states that only states only that playing football without the proper protective equipment is fun and challenging
1: <laughs> well also like my, my favorite thing is him throwing because he clearly doesn't have any idea how to throw a football
0: yeah he throws it like it's a netball because he does kind of a little like a jump and leap, doesn't he? Yeah. As, as he throws as well. Oh, it's just you know, and you know, it would be it would be great fun. I mean, obviously, Peter ruins it all by tripping over, and we have to go back to Tommy's. But in the moment, classic Peter. Classic Peter. Maybe, maybe we just maybe I just swap myself out for Peter. I mean, I've got a psychology degree, it basically, works. basically the same. So the Prince Charles Cinema regularly shows the room, and I think they have to have a notice saying no American films. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing that does get thrown around at the uh, the Prince Charles is the spoons. The spoons. Um,
1: because there's a picture, of, a framed picture of a spoon or yeah, something?
0: Yeah, so basically, whenever the... Yeah, in, in Tommy's apartment, he has framed pictures of spoons. <laughs> um, and whenever it's on stage, everyone yells spoon and then launches plastic spoons. I saw the room for the first time at the Prince Charles at one of these screenings and... Was completely unaware of this, but the thing is, is it's quite subtle. So you, I, for the longest time throughout the film had no idea why why people were yelling spoons and throwing yeah. spoons at certain points. It was like only like towards the end. I think there was like a shot that kind of lingered on it yeah. a little bit, and then you kind of made the connection. Spoon, but for ages I was like, "What is going? on I don't understand what is going this. on." But yeah, and absolutely, a um, I mean we we need to do it because it's. It's one of my favorite nights out. Is is uh is seeing the room, yeah. um, at the Prince Charles. But um, kind of now want to do it when because to- Tommy Wiseau frequently attends. Yeah. I haven't been there when he's been there. I want to see it just because a couple of reasons. One, I want to try and ascertain if Tommy Wiseau is Sacha Baron Cohen. <laughs> well, yeah, or or similar, yeah. right? If he is he a real person, or is he a, a yeah a bit? <laughs> and two, um, just see why he's not been replying to your Instagram messages.
1: <laughs> right, I message him
0: quasi weekly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if anything, actually, let's just sling it. Slinging me a message now, yeah. Oh, oh. I'll pretend. Oh
1: wait, no, no one knows that. Yeah, yeah. no, all right, I will. I okay.
0: will. See, see when he's next
1: in town. See if yeah. he listens to the podcast yet.
0: Yeah. yeah. See if maybe we'll meet him at. Um, if maybe check. Maybe he's coming to the game today. See if he oh, wants maybe, to yeah. toss around a toss around a football I'll, beforehand. I'll, I'll take my tuxedo just yep. in case. will um, even though motos. we're both clearly dressed to <laughs> leave immediately. <laughs> but yeah, look, I I just think it would be fun. Also, any opportunity to talk about the room is always is always uh, an opportunity I'll take. But I um yeah, let's let's take a step away from the high pressure atmosphere of all of these professional sports, get in our formal wear and Around football with Tommy Wiseau and and co, and Denny, who is the 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 young boy next door, who's clearly in his thirties. Oh God, the room! We need to do a League of Good Bad movies special on the room at some point. Yeah, I think that's just going to be whenever we get to go to watch it at the Prince Charles. Yeah. I think I think that needs to be the we will revoke democracy for a month. And yeah, we'll just do the room. I think that's the way that Tommy Wiseau would like it. I mean, based on um. It, it, the disaster artist like it seems that he was quite dictatorial in his um yeah in his approach to the movie i still want to know where the money comes from like where did you get the money tommy he says it was from selling coats yeah but it's not is it no, no. <laughs> Wait, I'm, not,
1: I'm, I'm not i'm not calling i'm not saying he didn't sell coats I'm just saying he didn't make
0: enough money selling coats to finance a film. Do you think that he's seen people wearing like Tommy Hilfiger and it just says Tommy? And he's like, oh, well, I'll just say that those Tommy coats, they were mine. I did sell coats. Probably, yeah. Bit of import-export.
1: Yeah. You uh, just
0: quickly away from sports related things in the room. What's your favourite moment in the room? I'll go first. The oh, a tough one. The scene where Tommy goes to buy, well, obviously Johnny, actually not Tommy. Johnny goes to buy flowers. Because it is it is rapid. I think it maybe lasts all of thirty seconds. He goes in, says, "Oh hi, doggy!" Buys flowers from Pete, this woman who pre
1: which are already ready,
0: already ready. Yeah. And she um, initially says he takes his glasses off, and then she's like, "Oh, I didn't realize it was you, Tommy, but, uh, Johnny." Which obviously it was. And then she tells that goes on to say that he's her favorite customer. But how can he be her favorite customer if? she doesn't know who it's him if he's wearing glasses <laughs> but yeah oh, oh hi doggy I think is probably my favourite part
1: uh, so uh, one of my favourite things is he clearly doesn't understand how banks work because he um, uh, we got another client at the bank the other day <laughs> anyway how's your sex life <laughs> and then uh, I used to know a girl she had a dozen guys one of them found out about it beat her up so bad she ended up at a hospital on Guerrero Street and the response is just, <laughs> what a story, Mark. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, because when that, yeah, I think that, 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 that exchange sums up the room perfectly. Yeah. It is badly written and the response doesn't make any sense anyway.
0: Yeah. God, I love the room. Yeah. But yeah, let's, let's, um, let's go play some football with Tommy.
1: So uh, I thought I would take a step back from watching Team Sports beating Dallas and uh, go more towards, uh, bit more of a kind of a person versus person approach so i'm enter- entering the sporty world of combat sport yeah so i've contemplated a rocky film here okay um because i've watched uh i say i watched the rocky films i watched three four and six which is the obvious way to watch the rocky films i don't know which one i would have preferred uh like the rocky ivan drago fight is good but it also means you'll be in russia yeah and that doesn't sound fun Russia at the height of the Soviet Union. So, maybe not. Uh, Possibly the Rocky Club Alang fight. Okay. But uh, instead, I have decided I want to go to the Sparta tournament from 2011's Warrior. So, Warrior is... I I was close to mentioning this on our birthday episode. Warrior is one of the best films ever made, and nobody seems to have watched it. It was kind of like horrifically marketed when it came out. Yeah, but it's so fucking good. So it follows these two brothers, so uh Brendan and Tommy played by Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um their dad's played by Nick Nolte. He got Oscar nominated for it, but lost out to He lost out to Christopher Plummer in a film called Beginners, which I think was like kind of like Leo's uh Oscar for the Revenant. Okay. I feel like it was a bit more of a, well, we can't not have given Christopher Plummer an Oscar ever. Like He needs yeah, one. Yeah. So it feels like that was kind of his. Um, I love Christopher Plummer, don't get me wrong, but Nick Nolte was fucking phenomenal in this film. Um, it's also got Frank Grillo in, because it's a film. Uh, and Jennifer from House Morrison. I um, thought I'd phrase her name like she was a fighter. So, the uh, the brothers are both enter this MMA tournament, basically, um, and that is what I want to watch. So, Sparta is, it's 16 fighters over four rounds, and it was kind of conceived to be the Super Bowl of mixed martial arts. So, it takes place over, I think, two days. Okay. There's a $5 million prize, and it's winner takes all, and... It just sounds so fucking cool. Like, I'm not sure realistically if a tournament like this could happen. But it's in Atlantic City and everything is legal in New Jersey. Second Hamilton reference that.
0: It is. I like that. Um, there was a whole, like, it, it obviously wasn't the same because it was just for, as a way to host um, UFC fights. But there was the whole, like, Fight Island thing yes. during the pandemic, which was just, like, I mean, inventive, I guess, but just kind of nuts that there's... Oh the, yeah. It shows how, how Dana White has too much money. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: So, yeah, so basically it's uh, 16 fighters and it's a knockout tournament. Um, so I think that means there would be 15 fights over the course of the weekend. Right. And that just sounds great. I mean, you're going to a casino town. Yeah. Uh, I'm fairly, I I want to say if the budget was higher, it would have been Vegas. The, uh, where the fight is held looks small enough that you could actually see the fight. So I think we were talking about this before. A lot of the time you have, especially boxing, you can't actually, for the tickets we could afford, we wouldn't be able to see anything.
0: Yeah, I think this was so pre-Nick Cage marathon. It was Anthony Joshua yes, fight. Yes. And we were in the, the Hems in um, Chinatown and uh which is it's kind of i hadn't really thought of it but it's weird that there's a dutch pub in chinatown isn't there yeah um but the uh yeah it was on i think it was the undercard when we were in there and it was funny enough hosted at tottenham's hotspur stadium yeah, yeah. where we're going today look at all of these weird connections maybe we are in a simulation the coders have just got lazy <laughs> bloody machines yeah but they they showed obviously like the ring walks and i think it was i think maybe one fight was on when we were in the pub yeah um and yeah it's bizarre like you're the idea of sit watching boxing in a stadium just i I just can't get my head around because surely unless like you said unless you're ringside and you're paying tens of thousands well you're either paying tens of thousands of pounds tickets or you're giving them for free yeah exactly i just don't see how you see anything i mean you watch it on the screen i guess but then i don't know maybe maybe i'm not enough of a boxing fan to Think that it's worth the expense to watch it on a screen just to be there for it. No, hundred percent. But yeah, it's it's a strange one because I've even been to like so I the worst experience I've had at being like too far away from something at a sports game was I saw Watford versus West Ham away at the London City Stadium, so which is essentially the old Olympic Stadium, uh, which is not built for watching sports. Well, (laughs) because they track and field. Was it West Ham were the only team.
1: Who said they... Because they, they threw it out to a load of different teams, right? It, so there um, were a lot of different teams that Ham, wanted it and West Ham were
0: the only ones who said they would keep the athletics track. Yeah, and um, you're just so... I, I genuinely felt like I was in a different postcode to the yeah. actual sport that was being played. Great for gigs, though. Yeah, I've not been for a gig, actually. Yeah. I'm going to see the Foo Fighters there next year. Oh, um, nice. But I've not no, not been yeah. there for a gig yet.
1: Yeah, I've never been... Because I, I was going to try and catch, uh, when I was out in LA, I was going to try and catch a Rams game, but it was when they played at the Coliseum, Yeah. and uh, one of the more senior guys at work said, no, there's no point, but you can, you can be, because it's the, the stands don't go up, they go out, Yeah. you're so far away that you, there's no point in you being there, but I would love to go to the new one.
0: So Is it SoFi? SoFi, SoFi yeah. Stadium looks so fucking cool. Even just that ring thing ring yeah. of TV screens is amazing yeah Super Bowl's there this year yeah and for the first time since I can remember I cannot wait for the Super Bowl half time show yes yes no it's going to be uh, Eminem to be Dr. To- Dre Kendrick Lamar Mary is Mary J. Blanche no so. is it so. yeah and someone else Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg who is taking a break from promoting um, D-O-double-G uh, Just Eat Just Eat yeah There's a great bit on, I don't know if you watched this week's Taskmaster yet, but um, in the segue to the advert, Greg Davis says something along the lines of, and now the adverts are on, I hope you enjoy watching a rapper promote food that he's never going to touch himself. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, But yeah, so I've never never seen, I've
1: obviously watched like some, I I, I like UFC, but not enough to stay up until five in the morning watching it. So we used to... uh, a uh, guy I used to work with had, like, a hard drive full of all of the UFC <laughs> fights. Okay. Which, yeah, yeah, because that, that's where that conversation that's, was going to go. there's
0: not a way to to talk about anyone.
1: All right, so uh, <laughs> a friend of mine had access to all of the UFC events. That's probably better. And uh, found out I hadn't watched it. He was like, all right, well, we'll just, like, we'll order pizza to the office. Yeah. And then just hang around a bit afterwards and watch it in a meeting room. Nice. So we ended up watching a load of... Uh, events there and it's fucking great i would love to love to go and see it and i mean what better place to see it than or what better place to say mixed martial arts than in like a fucking weekend knockout tournament so not only would it be cool because of kind of what the event is but obviously through the course of the film there's a load of like storylines and stuff like that that you would be kind of aware of yeah so tom hardy's character so tommy um is like a youtube sensation basically so he um he, YouTubers
0: is getting involved in combat sports
1: right so he, he he's not like a he's not like a jake paul or a logan paul type basically he someone filmed him sparring with uh, like the number one contender or something All and right. tommy beat the shit out of him so that then went viral so he's gone viral and that's how he got access to the fight it then becomes apparent that he when he was in the army he ripped off the doors of a tank with his bare hands to save people inside so it turns out he's a fucking war hero Um,
0: and the Hulk
1: and the Hulk Uh, you have Brendan Conlon who is uh, Joel Edgerton's character who is like a complete unknown so the only reason he's in it is somebody else got injured and Frank Grillo basically had to enter someone so enters him so (laughs) That, that wasn't as bad as you were acting out it was. Out of context, sure. In context, that was completely acceptable. <laughs> Shall we try again? Joel Edgerton's character is a complete unknown and is only in it because Frank Grillo had to put somebody into the tournament. Okay, Is that better? I can cope with Frank this. Frank Grillo, at no point during this film, fucks Joel Edgerton. It's not that kind of film. So you've got a a guy who's a complete unknown. You've then also got this guy called Koba, who was basically a very famous Russian fighter who's undefeated and hasn't been in the US yet. And he's played by Kurt Angle.
0: Okay, obviously.
1: (laughs) Obviously. So you've got the big name of Koba. You've then got these unproven, you know, these unknowns. You've got this guy that you've seen on YouTube. It then it's not a spoiler because you know it was marketed that they're brothers but nobody knows that tommy and brendan are brothers until the tournament's like on so you would then find that out right and it just it as an audience member to all of that it would be so fucking cool yeah yeah there's there's upsets there's a lot of you know the the fights that are over in like five seconds which are always fun in mma unless you spent a fuckload of money going yeah but, so
0: this is um i'd say most of the things i've seen of ufc oh sorry yeah of any mma has been like knockouts and it's yeah. like a, yeah a split second the other thing i hate about mma is conor mcgregor oh yeah yeah yeah
1: but yeah conor mcgregor's not here so no no there. this is fine i
0: just i just had to put out that he's just the worst i, I really i really don't like him. I'd never trust someone who's got their own name tattooed on them. Oh, it's just the—I oh, I most said about this before, but the, it was like he's obviously a piece of shit. But then he punched that like geriatric man in the pub because he wouldn't drink his whiskey. Yeah,
1: he's. Uh, I, I, yeah, I fucking hate him. People say he's a character, but that's just shorthand for calling him a cunt. Oh yeah, because um, obviously Conor McGregor's the man we want to call out on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the thing is, like, if you have a fight that ends like that. Yeah, you have another fourteen fights to watch, so I think it is a proper like you'll get everything there. And yeah, I just
0: I love the idea of it. I I would go to Sparta. My final choice is yet another movie featuring uh, Tom Hardy. Um, oh shit! Yeah, we have a lot of connections. We do. We, we Does it just... also feature Dallas? Uh, no, it features the Rapid City monuments playing the Gotham Rogues at Gotham City Stadium. It is of course the the I don't know what league they play in actually Gotham City. Um it's probably just the Gotham NFL given the um naming conventions that they tend to give. Batman probably, tends to get Probably
1: give. yeah. The D, the D, we'll just call it the DCFL. The DCFL, <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh this is obviously the uh football match in The Dark Knight Rises. Now I I'm, I I'd said to you I I was I was a bit hesitant about whether or not to include this because technically this is an act of terrorism at a um at a sporting game and that is not something I necessarily want to experience. Actually, it's not something I necessarily I don't want to experience. However, as a Baltimore Ravens fan, there is a deep-seated dislike of uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It just it comes with the territory, you kind of have to do it. Um, And it turns out that most of the players, I think we discussed this previously as well, but most of the players, so it was filmed at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, which is the home stadium of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if we got rid of that, cool. And also, um, it turns out that most of the players on the Gotham City team were Pittsburgh Steelers players. So you had the likes of Ben Roethlisberger piece of shit he had Heinz Ward Willie Colon which is kind of funny uh, Marquise Pouncey Mike Wallace um, although Mike Wallace hopefully survives because he was uh, he was did, did a good job at the Ravens uh, Heath Miller Aaron Smith Ron Clark Troy Polamalu James Farrier and Casey Hampton so there's it's you know it's I don't want necessarily um, this is a really hard sell <laughs> I don't necessarily want anyone to be you know, fatally injured or maimed. But if perhaps it meant that the Steelers missed a few years in the NFL, it allowed for a um, Ravens era of dominance of the AFC North, then, you know, maybe we could cut Bane some slack for for destroying the stadium. So, so basically what you're (laughs) saying is you want to see the Steelers fall into a hole. The Steelers fall into a hole and everyone else be fine.
1: Yeah, that's Plus, You
0: know, Batman's going to come save the day anyway. So um, that's that's a plus.
1: Yeah, we we want to speed speed up the process of being saved. So basically, yeah. what you, what you want is for him to detonate the bomb, the Steelers fall into a hole, and then Batman immediately turns up and shuts things down.
0: Yeah, it saves everything. It's more of you know a more of a just a, a logistical kind of inconvenience for the Steelers that they can't play for a few years, rather than you know it takes anyone. it takes
1: them a while to get out of the hole.
0: Yeah, horrifically dying. <laughs> Who else? What, what what other sports
1: teams would you want to see fall into a hole? Luton. 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 So, Lut- Luton and the Steelers To be fair, there. Luton is a hole. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, the, only, the only issue I have with Luton is that they refer to it as a London airport.
0: Well, you've also got Stansted and Gatwick, if yeah. you want to throw those out there. Yeah. Oh, no. They could all fuck themselves. <laughs> just, just own, own it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's probably a marketing thing. For oh,
1: 100%. But still, fuck that.
0: People coming into the country rather than people... I mean, that is the only reason people go to Luton is to leave it on an aeroplane as quickly okay. as possible.
1: Okay, so, so we've got Luton in the hole. We've got the Steelers in the hole. Steelers
0: in the hole. Um, outside of... I don't know that... Well, actually, obviously. Well, the, the Patriots of the last 20 years up until... So Tom um, Brady in the hole. Tom Brady in the Tom hole. Tom Brady in the hole. Yeah. I don't know that there's too many... Uh, Mm. So Luton <laughs> in the hole Steelers in the hole Tom Brady I, I'm okay with that And actually Even if we got rid of We kept the Steelers We kept Luton As long as Tom Brady's in the hole We're okay
1: That's fair I, I will add the South Africa rugby team in the hole Just okay. for now Just because Actually no I, I want to put their, their, their head of rugby Razzy Erasmus in the hole <laughs> He's the guy who released an hour long video Calling out referees for a game uh, I remember yeah, this He's a bit of a Not, a, not, not his greatest fan the team bad play. they could do what they want, but Razzie Erasmus in the hole.
0: Um, are they the ones that beat England when we went to watch rugby with breakfast? Yes, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, I thought it was, I can't remember if it was South Africa or something. Yeah, so else. he was so Razzie Erasmus was the coach for that,
1: okay, and now he's like the head of rugby and there's another coach, but he's
0: basically the coach. I mean, Razzie Erasmus sounds like either a porn mogul or a muppet. Or a Muppet, yeah. or uh, a character in um, a Grand Theft Auto game. Yes, he really does. <laughs> he is basically a character in a Grand Theft Auto game. To be fair, just the over-the-top team sports owner. Yeah.
1: Oh, and uh, I mean, in the in the spirit of uh, the actual fictional sport event, I'd want to attend. Uh, Alan Rillard, the uh, referee in the 2011 Rugby World Cup semi-final, can also get in the hole.
0: <laughs> so yeah, look, I it's I did debate whether or not we should go with this. Um, but this, this this kind of this kind of speak well it speaks to the lack of sports movies that I've seen <laughs> that I've chosen the room and Gotham City Stadium falling into the ground. But yeah, it's it's um, it's I appreciate it's a tough sell, but um, you know you get to see Batman save the day as well. That'd be cool. You do, yeah. And yeah, I've yeah, only yeah. ever seen him in an underground car park in I, New York. I
1: can, I can get behind wanting to watch. Your rivals fall into a hole. I think, I think that is... Uh, I don't want to say commendable, but it is
0: understandable. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I guess it would be fairly short-lived. But, yeah. It's more, it's more what it stands for. I think, I think that's yeah, it. it. It's, I think sim- it's, it's, it's a it's symbolic hole. It's the sim- sim- symbolism rather than, rather than the actual uh, event. Also, as we see in this movie... Once you get out of a hole, you're fine. All your own wants have gone. <laughs> so if anything, if-, if anything, you might
1: be improving the Steelers.
0: Yeah, it could. It could be like it could be a rebuild year, and they're going to come back and win. Um, win the DC Lombardi. Oh, um, hopefully, such... they don't. But, um...
1: Yeah. See, the-, the problem is though, for this to happen, the amount of seagulls you'd have to kill would probably then fill in the hole immediately.
0: <laughs> Listen, no. well, yeah. Then, the- then they would carry on playing on the carcasses of seagulls. They just draw some. Um, draw some yardage markers across them, and they'd be fine. Right. Right. Uh, so top three of your top three. Top three of my top three. Uh, we'll have to put the, um, the rogues playing the Rapid City Monuments in third place, despite how much I want Tom Brady in a hole, which technically wouldn't necessarily happen if I was at this game. <laughs> Tom Brady literally gets put in a hole in that Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd series. Oh really? I never watched yeah. that. Actually, I think I watched the first. It was the Ashley Reed one, right? Mm. Yeah, I watched. I think I started watching it. I never saw more yeah. of it. Well, if that's the case, then maybe I should. Um, in second place, um, cool runnings. I think uh, it would be great to see the Olympics, even if I was two days old at the time. But first place, I think. For, I think when we talk about sports and sporting events, that you know, it's not just the watching, but it's the participation. It's the having a good time with your friends and it's just the real grassroots nature of how sports can bring people together. And therefore, I want to play football with Tommy Wiseau, Greg Sestero, whoever played Denny, and Peter the Psychologist (laughs) in a tuxedo. Nice. Um,
1: Cool, so for me, I think third, I'm going to put... The Denslow Cup final from basketball. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be fun. Um, I think we would get very, very drunk. And I like the idea of owning beers, merchandise. Yeah. Uh, So number two, I would do the Washington Centils versus the Dallas Ropers from the replacements. Because for all intents and purposes, it just looks like a great game of football. And also you'd be watching it knowing that like this, you know, a sumo wrestler and two bouncers are beating the shit out of the Dallas team. And I've got a lot of time for that. (laughs) Uh, which means, number one, I would put the Sparta tournament from Warrior, because I think that sounds like a fucking great weekend. Yeah, Basically, that would be be spending a the entire weekend. weekend watching fights in a casino. Yeah. Which uh, I could I get think, behind. Yeah. So, to, to, to the point of the podcast. Yeah. The final top three. What, the final what we top think three. Of, um, I'm going to rule out the Steelers in a hole.
0: Yeah, I think, I think um, we probably need to rule out the Steelers in a hole. I I understand I understand (laughs) I mean I feel kind of bad about picking it anyway Um, it's nearly as bad as that time I picked the awful president from Machete oh shit yeah I forgot about that (laughs) that was on the basis of it's Charlie Sheen and that's kind of funny yeah I don't know I think yeah I'd I'd like to go to the MMA I mean that sounds like a cracking weekend mostly ribs Um, uh, I'd go MMA I would go I'd actually probably take basketball into second and then chucking a ball around with Tommy Wizzo in third just because the basketball thing is like it's such a unique sport yeah I've not had the chance to go to anything like that I've been to quite a few American football games
1: well true and you've also you, you have history of enjoying sporting events where you don't actually understand the game
0: this is true yeah yeah that, that, that's
1: <laughs> uh, I, can, I can get behind that i, I I think I would, I would personally prefer to be part of the slow clap in Cool Runnings than watch Tommy Rizzo fail to throw a football around. Oh, but
0: you're not just watching, you're taking part. Oh, that, that is a bit. You're becoming, you're, you're becoming part, of, uh, part of history.
1: True, but you'd also be part of history for the slow clap. And then you can go off and see Taron Egerton make history by not being very good at ski jumping. True. Oh, I you mean, better than me. I, I, again, like we kind of mentioned... Earlier in the episode, I'm not one yeah. to judge ski jumpers. I don't know how it would work. I don't. I don't like roller coasters, <laughs> let alone. Uh, or no, I'm getting. I'm getting used to roller coasters, but I don't know how you could launch yourself off the end like down
0: a huge sleep incline. Then, no. Um, yeah, I also so um, it just just as talking about injuries um, that might befall you. There is a so you had Holby City actress Tina Hobley Mm. injured her knee shoulder and arm on the slopes Beth Tweddle broke two vertebrae in her neck and had to have part of her hip removed Rebecca Rebecca Adlington dislocated shoulder Maiden Chelsea star um, Mark Francis Vandal fractured an ankle model model Heather Mills knee and thumb injury and former athlete Linford Christie pulled a hamstring (laughs) Uh, a spokeswoman for Channel 4 confirmed that the show would be resting next year. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean there is there is the I guess the added element. Okay, fuck it. We'll go to Calgary. Well, Infant Graham will return to Calgary and we'll watch um we'll watch cool runnings and nip over and see the uh the ski jump with Taryn Edgerton as well. So we get to see uh bobsled.
1: We get to see Taryn Edgerton. I like it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, plus I do like the uh... again I know it was entirely made up but the last scene of Cool Runnings is really fucking good yeah right so the podcast nobody asked for's fictional sports matches we would want to attend coming in at number three we have the Calgary Winter Olympics so we can see the Cool Runnings bobsled team number two we have the Milwaukee Beers versus the Dallas Felons from Basketball and number one we have the Sparta Tournament from Warrior Uh, so if you agree with our choices if you have any other choices you can find us on instagram at the podcast nobody asked for and you can also find us at patreon where you become a friend of the podcast and help us keep this going and hopefully get us tickets to some fictional sports events
0: Yes, Oh, real sports fans, you want to chuck us some some uh, <laughs> some free tickets? Um, I'd be okay with that. We should be being paid to watch the Jags. To be fair, we should. Yeah, I mean the fact that um, there was the chance that we could be going to this game free of charge because um, my girlfriend was offered free tickets to it and I don't want to Even I don't know how, I can't remember how much money we spent on these tickets, I don't, but I don't want to remember how much money we spent on these tickets well, and there was a
1: chance that it was going to be a fucking backup quarterback on one of the teams as well yeah,
0: Um sports so, um, so yeah, if like us you have buyer's remorse and want to tell us about it on Twitter
1: we don't have a tender's remorse
0: no, not yet, just buyer's remorse <laughs> Uh, tell us about on Twitter at nobody asked for pod with the number four. You can find us there on Facebook and you can visit our website at uk. And remember to leave us a
1: review on Apple podcast or on PodChaser, uh, And in your review, put any future episode ideas you have and we will do the best one. We will. So uh, that was, that was sports events yep. and it's now time for us to fuck off to a real one
0: yes can't wait to see some home runs and some slam dunks well hey who do you think is going to win what's your what's your prediction um oh so ne- neither have no Miami have one win right and Jags have one win I don't think they none won. they don't Jags by ten somehow I'm going to say dolphins by three okay to be uh, fair like if, if this was an actual like a Jaguar would kill a dolphin so that's that's what I'm basing it on
1: well, it depends where the... Um... Where the duel took place. Yeah, where the duel took place. Not not to entirely quote from a film, but if a Jaguar found itself out in the middle of the sea and there's a full-grown dolphin there, dolphin <laughs> takes that 99 out of 100. What we'll do, uh, we'll do a very, very late in the day, future Ian. Uh, future Ian, who did win the game? Hey guys, future Ian here. So the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Miami Dolphins 23 to 20 in what can be described as definitely a game of American football. Um, It was a good day, to be fair, Uh, and we saw Trevor Lawrence's first ever professional win, which maybe one day will count for something. for this